Hello, everyone, and welcome to Thought Jar, a podcast run by high school students, where guests share their unique perspectives on arts, education, society, and more. My name is Janet. I am your host for this episode. Today we have guests Harry and Agnes with us. Would you like to say hi to the listeners? Hi, listeners. My name is Harry, age thirteen. I know that's official, but yes, I am a、uh, Bilibili user, and I am a kind of small uploader, and that's the need to know. Thank you. Hello, Thought Jar listeners. I am Agnes,、um, age. To be unrevealed, but I am a young working professional in the field of education. I grew up in the age of incoming technology in China, and was has been introduced to、um, social media both from the Chinese end as well as from the Western end. And I'm happy to talk about this issue today. I also took a class in、um, media ecology in college, and I'm fascinated in general by how social media affects people. Yes, today's topic is social media. Since this is such a broad topic, I think we can mainly focus on sharing personal experiences and thoughts. All right, so let's start. Tell us a little more about the social media platforms you use most often. What do you use them for? So the social media platform I use often is called Bilibili. I、uh, I think it's a kind of popular things already in this age. So. I use it for uploading videos of、uh, gaming. Not gonna go into that, but yes, it's a gaming channel, and I upload compilations and highlights of players, including me. And at first, I started like just casually. It's just what I like, and、um, I upload not for views, and I don't have views either. <laughs> so I start uploading, and then one day I just. Got a video with many views, and that that video is currently like three hundred and sixty k. Yeah, and then it's that period which I grew and become bigger, but still small. And yeah, I now I have like four k fans, but I know one k of them are alive. So the others are just they just subscribe you for just period of time. And yeah, I use social media mainly for entertaining. That sounds very cool.、Um, personally, I watch videos, but I've never tried uploading them.、So. And、um, Agnes,、um, I am maybe. I think Harry and I together would make a pretty good team because I think my use of social media completely、um, covers the other part of the world. Maybe I tend to use social media for.、Um, I'm not an uploader, and I am one of those users that Harry mentioned—the three thousand that just subscribe and are very quiet, and then they're just sort of sinking there. I usually、um, use、uh, WeChat for communication, basic communication, but when it comes to interests and hobbies like learning,、um, arts, crafts,、um, content. You might find me on YouTube a lot, learning, and on Instagram sometimes, Twitter very occasionally,、um, and yeah, and a Blogspot also a lot. Although that's changing to WordPress nowadays as well. So, generally, how much time do you spend on social media each week?
Personally, I barely use social media again for other other purpose in uh, other than entertaining. But uh, the time I spend on social media really depends on how much free time I have, and is looking forward to have some entertainment, which I usually prefer, <laughs> because. Um, I don't like doing things that my parents consider meaningful, like studying. I mean, it's true that's meaningful. But as a human being, agree or disagree, I think sometimes sitting down and just waste time is a vital part of your life. And、uh, yeah, so my answer to this question is rather vague. I'm happy and sad to say that、um, the social media is at least seventy percent of the entertainment I usually do. I lost interest in most of the entertainment that the older generations tend to enjoy, but no regrets. I'm happy because I'm born in this golden age of social media, where I can experience anything I cannot experience in real life. And yeah, I place milestones on the journey of explore exploring social media, and I think I spend 1.5 to 5 hours every day、um, social media, and. Actually, specifically, that's what I used to think. So before this podcast, I used to think like that. Like I, I think, oh, maybe I'll just have 1.5 hour during the work days and have five hours during the weekend. But really thinking like、uh, closely to this question, I realized that what about the times that I just I'm idle and then I flicked open my phone and start to check something on WeChat or QQ or the moments. Those are actually count as the time you spend as well. So, I hate to say it, but social media, I cannot leave it anymore, and、uh, I spend almost eight and twelve hours every day on social media. Yeah, I definitely. If I really settle down and examine myself, I probably spend a lot more time on it than I thought to. And what about Agnes? Yeah, I I agree with Harry.、Um, I think my ideal would be to spend very little time on social media during the week, but probably I think it would be at least an hour.、Um, looking at responding to things on WeChat, communication. Sometimes I find myself going on YouTube to also look for inspiration,、um, and that happens depending on time. Like yesterday, maybe I spent none at all. But over the weekend, sometimes maybe three to four hours. Not every week, but it depends on the topic that I get. I like to do my、um, YouTube bursts by topic. If I find a topic I'm really interested, like last week I was really interested in researching Marvel movies and their、um, director's approach, and I started looking up director interviews and actor backgrounds. Now that took a few hours, but in general.、Um, I don't go on there for casual surfing. I go on there when I have a topic to pursue. That sounds very interesting. Well, then, do you find yourself influenced by the views and opinions you encounter on social media? So yeah, before answering the question, I really admire Agnes. I'm just a casual surfer all the time on the internet. I don't really have a goal. All right, but really to the question. Views shared on social social media do impact my future actions positively, which I'm happy with it instead of negatively, which is cool. Like as a small video uploader, I own a small gaming channel again, and like the views 
they are kind of goes up and down every time. So these views, they're not just numbers. They tells you what the audience are interested in. And uh, the highest went up to 360K, as I said, but the lowest is only uh, 650. So according to my observation, people would like to be related on the internet. They serve, but then they try to get related. And so here's the story of that uh, legacy video. Yeah, so it's basically about a game moment that me and my four friendly and encouraging teammate just beating up cheaters. And then with our teamwork, we actually won. So I think this is a very interesting observation because who doesn't hate cheaters, right? They use uh, third party stuff to gain victory and <laughs> people do hate it. And uh, the one with the lowest view is about those highlights of my own or players, which is very rare and people, they don't really achieve that every day, right? So they don't get related by that. Thank you, Harry. Yeah, I think Harry's experience shows an interesting part of social media. I think that um, you can form communities there and you can reach a lot more people than you could in your daily life. It's very interesting. I think I've always been somewhat of a loner. I don't know if it has to do with being homeschooled. I don't know if it has to do with speaking, growing up speaking a foreign language in another country. Um, but I've always felt myself very wary of um, people's voices in my life. I think instead of accepting them as the only one, maybe all of the voices I've heard, whether they're adults in my real life or they're people on the internet, every time I meet them, it's it feels like meeting a stranger. And so on one hand, I'm listening to them, and, th and then on the other hand, I'm processing and evaluating. And I'm always comparing and contrasting different groups of people, whether Americans or Malaysians or Chinese. They're all not exactly who I belong to, and, and and so I'm always thinking and processing and comparing. So there, there was a time, I as to the question of how much influence, there was a time when I found myself um, almost imbibing or drinking in so much of one type of social media that um, I could feel myself being influenced by them more than I liked. I think I could feel them guiding the decisions I was making, the kind of things I chose to buy, the kind of way I chose to spend my Saturday, the um, hobbies I tended to gravitate towards. I found myself thinking of people. I said, oh yeah, there's this blogger. Oh yeah, there's this YouTuber. Oh yeah, there's this person. And their, their face will pop up, sort of guiding me and my choice in what I choose. And I found that to be so creepy when I realized it. I realized that people I, I didn't know, strangers, were informing my life more than real people I knew, especially my own family. And, and so there was a time when I had to go cold turkey. And I, I fasted, quote unquote, from social media because I wanted to become clear headed again. Um, and after that experience, I went back in, but always making sure that I 
chat with my mom more than I do watch YouTube videos. I find that if I talk to normal people a bit more than I talk to fake uh, or, you know, not fake conversations, but one way conversations online, I find that I can stay more grounded in the real world. But sometimes I lose that balance. Maybe I talk with my mom 15 minutes over dinner and then I spend three hours watching YouTubers talking. I can feel the difference it makes in my little universe. And so that I, I do believe it makes a huge amount of influence. And I try just to limit the quantity. That's the only thing I can do right now. Would you say, though, that the views of those people are not as real because they are real people making these videos so what makes these views they present on social media different from those you would get from people around you that is such a good question i am i used to be the sort of person who would take everybody's advice read every self-help book, try to check every list. Because I thought, well, if this is one person's way to happiness, if I do 10 persons, I will surely get to happiness. Um, and then I realized that lists and advice are contradictory. If you watch one YouTuber who says, enjoy life right now, slow down, savor the moment, it's going to conflict with a Japanese YouTuber who's talking about making lists, planner, how to make every minute most efficient. And then so you come down to the question of whom do I listen to? At the end of the day, behind every video, they're, they're usually not very long, right? They share tips, tricks, skills, a story. But behind each of their video is a dream and a value system, the kind of life they want to lead. But unfortunately, I'm not that good at telling Hmm, this person, has vi he, his video sounds really impressive. I relax, travel the world. But maybe I don't know about the nights he lies awake in bed feeling empty. How do I know that he's really happy? But my mom, she's real. She's solid. I know she's actually happy and fulfilled. So even if she doesn't have a YouTube channel, I know I wouldn't die unhappy if I lived a life like hers. So I talk to her more because I know I can see the end of her life. Whereas YouTubers, I don't really know what they're, are they divorced? Are they in the process of getting divorced? Are they really as happy as they look? I don't know. Do they lie in bed awake at night feeling empty and alone in the world? I don't know. Maybe they don't. Maybe they do. But I, I can't know for sure. So talking with not only my mom, but other people that I know for sure lead happy and satisfied lives where they feel like they're contributing and they don't, they have no regrets. I, talking with them helps to influence me in, in other ways. Thank you, Agnes. So what do you think are the benefits and harms of social media? Does the way we use the social media affect what we get out of it? Yes, so uh, for the benefits of the social media, I think everybody knows it. So not really going to get into that, but I think it's just easier means of making friends and communicating, thus easier access to news or others' opinions. But this is also bad. I think this is contradictory. <laughs> I can totally re relate to Agnes about it. Have you ever just hated music? Just because a YouTuber that you like say you hate, say he hates it, you can't just enjoy it anymore. So this is really the bad thing about it. You can access others' opinion easily, but you can also be really affected by it. And um, physically, I think uh, social media definitely uh, breaks the 
health of your body and yeah broke the original healthy condition and uh, even it might sound very convenient for people to use social media on communication um, this is rather like an enormous conversation like people tend to have two sides one side in the real life and one side in the internet and um, I've really like personal experience that there's a guy who I know, he can just text you for six hours straight, but he doesn't want a conversation that is five minute, like face-to-face conversations. So I personally think this is bad because people can chat anonymous on social media, and but not that much in real life. And a world out of reality is disastrous because you never know if the beautiful 20-year-old girl on the internet that you're chatting is actually a 35-year-old lady that haven't married. I mean, this is a problem, isn't it? This is a problem we should solve. And on the news, there are a lot of these kind of events where uh, the poor guy just got attracted by the internet side of the lady. Yeah, but don't get me wrong. I'm a person who is almost addicted to social media. So I know what I'm sacrificing to fulfill this desire of getting the entertainment that I cannot get in real life. Yeah. So it's contradictory. Thank you. I think the harms and benefits of social media for myself um, remind me of my relationship with candy. It tastes so good when I put it in my mouth. And yet... um, I know that sugar causes inflammation, sugar causes acne, sugar causes a shorter life, sugar causes obesity, and also sugar gives me this rush after which comes the crash, and I'm so tired after I eat a lot of sugar. I can testify to this from my life in the United States. I have the record of eating like seven cookies in a row and still feeling hungry. Um, I think for me, the harms of social media are that it promises to satisfy me. That's what's most scary about it. It promises um, likes by other people. And so it stimulates me in the moments when I am lonely to search for something in my life, a picture, a photo, something to share and get likes. But um, it removes from me the opportunity to really feel loneliness and um, really get to know myself. And also, it gives me the opportunity to put on a really good front and to edit my messages and chat with people only when I'm feeling good so that I always send positive messages. But it takes away from me the opportunity for me to be imperfect in front of people, um, to be real, to be not as cool and to see if my friends will still like me when I'm not cool. Um, And it takes away from me um, the opportunity to get to know people um, as they really are, I think, in, in their uninteresting moments and in, through their body language, when they're bored with me, when they're impatient with me, and how we can learn to be friends, even if 
they're bored and impatient with me? How can we build this relationship? I think I'm glad that I grew up without a cell phone and without social media, because um, there has been um, there have been many researchers who have found that students who grew up in the age of the iPhone in America, at least. They are handicapped. They have lost the ability to read facial human expression. They they are shown human facial expressions, and they can't tell whether what expression it is because they've spent so little time with real human beings. It's almost scary to think about it. But I can understand. Get liked, post a photo, have a thousand likes, you know, get thumbs up, or have someone texting you and you text back. And interestingly, when it comes to news, um, there has been a, a media, a, well, a sort of media study showing a phenomenon where people who read the news more tend to overestimate the evil in this world. People who read about killings, murders, they tend to overpredict how many murders actually happen around them because they get this bias that people are evil, there's crime all the time. After I read that study, it made me almost not want to read the news anymore. And there's been um, there's been there have been studies to show that news news and magazines, in order to sell and to gain views, they will pick those news articles that are rare, those news events that are very rare, almost sensational, very exciting, not really important to the nation, but kind of shocking, um, scary. And I remember thinking. Um, that if reading news more will make me um, pessimistic about other people, it will make me meet a stranger and start thinking, is he a murderer? Is he a killer? Did he kill his wife and put her in the refrigerator? I thought, man, I don't, it's going to make it so hard for me to trust other people. And so I decided to cut down on the news websites that I read and, and read maybe um, articles that are published less often, because those articles that are published less often, they will be about deeper trends and deeper issues, and not about like, woman kills child, um, but rather where the country is headed, so deeper political issues. Um, yeah, so I think the harm and benefits are there, but for me, I'm already enough of a loner um, that I don't need social media making it harder for me to make friends in real life. It's pretty hard, just as it is. And uh, yeah, I think that's the number one harm of social media, that it makes actual social relationships more difficult because it makes it harder for us to be real with other people. Those are both very insightful answers. Well, finally, for a closing question, in recent years, I think a lot more people are getting vocal against social media. What do you think of this opposition? Do you think it is reasonable? So I don't actually know much about this. Maybe I'm just not mature enough to answer this kind of questions. But I'm sure Agnes can do better than this. So throughout the conversation, we saw that Agnes have data that can support her opinions. Impressive, but yeah, back to the question. I'm rather neutral to it because I think the outcry against social media, this is totally normal. Everything exists because they have a bright side. So like maybe get used to the new generation and try to keep up before it's too late. Like the world is changing and uh, we might just not be able to go back a decade and try to feel the world like the old days. 
like technology, they develop in a booming speed. And yet, I think we should all be friendly and remain neutral to social media because everything has their pros and cons. And really, something existed just because it has actually something good that is contributing to the world. That is a very mature answer, actually. Agnes, what are your views? I agree with you, Jen. I think that's a very mature, balanced view on the subject. I I agree that everything exists for a good purpose. At least I like to hope so. Um, but I also um, think that there is, if everything exists for a good purpose, I think there's also a force in the universe that would like to destroy that good purpose and twist it. And um, I think that human beings they should be servants. I mean, they should be masters of a tool. Um, they should be the ones deciding how to use this tool to make their families better, their friendships better, their lives more meaningful, and their rests more happy. I think that technology can do all of these things, but there does seem to be a trend where. Because we're not aware of how it controls and affects us, we somehow end up being the slaves to technology. Like whenever I read articles of、um, young people who have heart attacks and die because they've、um, lacked sleep, which is when we make blood, I just think that is a terrible picture of the slavery. Now, it's not technology doing it to us. Obviously, we choose it, and yet we. Um, are unable to ride it. I think the more powerful the tool, the harder it is to keep it in control. And it does take a mature person. I and I think I'm only just slowly working towards that goal to truly say, I have used my phone. My phone has not used me or controlled me.、Um, I would like to be that kind of person.、And、I think in order for us to be that. We must be first aware of how it controls and affects us. How does it stimulate us? How does it addict us? And if we're aware of it, at least we can、um, take means to check it. But I think, for example, the time limit app on the phone,、um, and other, there are many, many books coming out on the design between fa- behind Facebook, the design behind infinite feeds that trigger、um, dopamine in our brains, and why does that work? I think the average person, not just computer programmers, trying to think of how to hook people the most. The average person should have access to those studies. What causes us to be triggered? What causes us to want to keep watching, keep watching, keep watching? I think the average young person, especially not just the mom and dad trying to control their children, but the young person who wants to invest his life. He's so young, and he wants to invest his life for maximum output.、Um, should have access to research like this, and I hope the average public would know more about this in the near future as well. Thank you. I hope so too. Yeah, education is definitely important. Well, then that is the end of the episode. Thank you to both of our guests, and thank you for tuning in to Thought Jar. 